Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest who's actually one of the biggest family travel bloggers on the internet. Uh, her name is Caroline, and she has an amazing site called Why Travel Blog. And uh, they're actually originally from Australia, her and her husband. Uh, but now they're actually based in the U.S. Uh, they're traveling through the U.S. And we have the opportunity to interview Caroline about her travels, about her blog, how she makes income online, some tips for family travel, and much more. Uh, so Caroline, uh, to start off with, why don't we get to know you a little bit better if you want to share a little bit more about yourself. Sure. Well, I'm Australian, as you mentioned. I've been traveling um, for 20 years now. I, as soon as I graduated from university, all those many years ago now, I um, started traveling. I traveled through Indonesia and then I moved to London to teach there and have pretty much been traveling ever since. And I was following the working holiday visa strategy where I'd go and uh, work in another country. I was the teacher, so I could do that fairly easily. And then uh, in 2010, my husband and I started our blog. Um, and so now that's our means for continuing our passion and travel lifestyle. Awesome. And uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned the whole uh, working holiday strategy for traveling the world because that's mm -hmm. exactly what I did as well. Uh, after university, I actually taught in England, in London, and I uh, actually traveled on Europe. And then I uh, taught English in Japan and then actually uh, went over to your own neck of the woods in Australia. Oh, and great. I working holiday in Sydney and then ended up staying in Sydney for three years uh, studying at Hillsong. Uh, so I absolutely love Australia. I actually did the whole perimeter of Australia. I yeah. started from Darwin, then I went over to uh, Cairns, and then down to Brisbane, then down to Sydney, down to Melbourne, uh, then to Adelaide. Then we took a train from Adelaide to Perth and then up to Broome, uh, over to Darwin, Alice Springs, and then back to Sydney. So the whole continent. Fantastic. Yeah, we spent 18 months traveling around it with our um, two daughters. Um, in 2013, I mean, what a place, hey? <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. And uh, you know, it's amazing that you're actually Australian and you've traveled around the whole country. Most Aussies uh, don't actually travel their own country, and most uh, people generally don't travel their own country. They usually go overseas. So good on you mm -hmm. uh, for actually doing your own country, and also now obviously uh, traveling around the world as well. Uh, so I'm curious to know about the whole origin story. Um, so you mentioned you did the working holiday strategy. Uh, but I'm particularly interested in the whole origin story of when we decided to go nomadic in the sense of the more modern definition of uh, digital nomadism, travel blogging, and family travel. Tell us a little bit about that origin story. Well, yeah, we, I mean, we knew travel was something that was always going to be in our life. We didn't want it to end. And we'd gotten too old for the working holiday visas, unfortunately. So that's when we started investigating uh, ways that we could create our own business. and. Um, you know, we started, we tried various different things that didn't work. Um, and then we we just brought it back to travel, you know. Um, we love travel. We love sharing travel. We loved helping other people travel. And at this time, we discovered travel blogs online. It was like, wow, well, they're writing the stories about our life for the past 10 years. Surely we can do that. Um, so I think it's always been my intention to travel and, and be a nomad. But now this wonderful world that we live in, we have so many opportunities and I just happened to stumble upon travel blogging, jumped into it and it just kind of grew from there. And so here I am continuing to travel still. So it doesn't feel new to me because this is the kind of way I've been doing things for many years, but now I am a modern digital nomad doing it with my computer instead. 
Awesome. Uh, so you launched uh, Why Travel Blog. Uh, you know, it's a very unique name. So uh, I mean, with the why. So I'm going to ask you why you picked Why Travel Blog as your name. Tell us a little bit more about the branding. Uh, when did you start it? And uh, you know, tell us a little bit about the uh, the reason for the blog. Yeah. Well, I think for for us, I mean, travel. Well, it's everything that we do. If we have a powerful why behind it, we tend to do more of it. We create. We have deeper intention and commitment. And for me, I find travel to be such a powerful way for people to get to know themselves, to understand who they are, to learn more about the world and to connect to other people. So we wanted to create a website that, or a blog that reflected that. So why travel is what we came up to, came up with, sorry. And we did want to get that URL, why, just the why travel but it was going to cost us $30,000. Someone had parked it. So we said, let's just put the blog on the end of it. <laughs> and there you are. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Yeah, it's a great, great uh, name for a blog. So t tell us a little bit about what are the major themes and topics. I mean, obviously, family travel is one of the overarching themes. Uh, what are some of the other categories that you're writing about on your blog? Sure, we do a lot of um, destination tips, and we started out with that intention we wanted to create a blog where we inspired people to travel and gave them, helped them clarify or gave them those reasons why to travel. But we knew, based upon our travel experiences, the lone, like lonely planet back then was what we had. We didn't have the internet. And that just led us to so many experiences and all those tips were so helpful. So we wanted to create that on our blog as well. So we do have a lot of destination guides. Um, and our readers love that because we actually get out and experience everything that we recommend and write about and they trust the style that we travel in they trust what we like and so they find them hugely useful and we have our readers they come to us and they say you've helped us plan our entire trip and you've made it really easy for us so we love to provide that content travel tips as well we do have a family travel focus because that is how we travel so that's going to be incorporated into it but a lot of our content because it is like travel tips or destination highlights can uh, appeal to a wide range of travelers. Awesome. Um, so uh, speaking of family travel, I mean, you've been traveling nomadically with your family, um, you know, um, all over the world. I'm curious to know uh, what are the blessings of obviously traveling with the family, but also some of the challenges of traveling with uh, young kids and, you know, uh, being nomadic. Tell us a, a little bit of both sides, the positive and sure. sure. And there's always going to be positives and negatives. Um, well, the positives, it's just um, spending time, so much time with my children, which sometimes feels like a negative. <laughs> they're actually at summer camp this week and considering I spend every day with them, it's funny how they're gone for a couple of days and I really I miss them like crazy. But um, like we went camping the other week and, and just being there with them and they tried tubing for the first time and kneeboarding for the first time. And just to be there in that moment and watch them experiencing these new things and seeing them grow with confidence and, and courage, I, I just love being able to be there for those moments all the time. I love giving them the opportunity to learn more about themselves but to engage with life and, and experience different cultures and, and different ways of doing things. Um, I. And the family bond, you know, is really quite strong and they've got really amazing memories. It's helping to develop their character in so many ways. So I really, really love that. As far as challenges go, I really, this is what I say to a lot of people because they say to me, oh, I don't want to travel with my kids, it's too hard. Well, 
I think parenting is hard. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I don't think being hard is is connected to where you are in the world or what you're doing. I think that's just something we can't escape. So I think the challenges that you have in traveling with kids is going to be very similar to the challenges that you have when you're at home with them. So if you're managing them at home, you're just in a different environment. You just employ the same strategies and, and cope with it that way as well. So I guess the biggest challenge is that really being with them all the time. So to overcome that, you just make sure that you're incorporating time out for yourself, your partner, even for your kids, so you can have that separation. Um, you travel in a different style. You don't travel as quickly. You don't try and do as much. And obviously, all night partying is no longer going to be a thing for you. Um, so it's just like small adjustments like that. Um, but I think if we just get over this myth about things being too hard. That's just parenting. You might as well go travel with your kids, create those amazing memories uh, so you have that in between the hard moments. Yeah, no, I'm glad you said that because uh, we're traveling nomadically only about eight months now. Only eight months is still a long time, but not as long as yourself. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, a lot of people say, what are you guys doing? You're traveling with these young kids. Uh, I have a five-year-old uh, daughter and then I have a three-year-old son and then we have a one-year-old uh, baby and uh, we're traveling with toddlers and babies and everyone's like, how can you do it? Isn't it tough? And uh, yeah, it is tough, but it's also tough back in our hometown of Vancouver, BC, Canada, uh, because they're throwing tantrums there, they're yes. fighting as siblings there, and they're also fighting on the road. So here I am in Medellin, Colombia. I'd rather have them fight here in a beautiful place like Colombia, where uh, you know we're getting these adventures, rather than them fight back in home where it's boring and routine. So they're gonna fight no matter where. They're gonna throw the tantrums no matter where. So why not do it while you're traveling? That's what I mean, exactly that. You might as well be in a place that you love, that you're all having a great time and, you know, you deal with the tensions when they happen and then you just move on and go and get a new flavour ice cream or something. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, one of the uh, questions people have is always the whole educational side mm -hmm. of things when uh, you have kids travelling because uh, they need some kind of education and, uh, you know, there's so many models nowadays, everything from unschooling to world schooling to world schooling to homeschooling to traditional, um, maybe uh, getting putting them in a school while you're traveling. Uh, tell us a little bit about how you've handled that over the last few years uh, in terms of their education. Sure. Um, it is something that I get asked a lot as well and people do freak out and they think, my God, if they're not in traditional school, you're doing them some kind of disservice. Um, and I... I, that is absolutely not the case. I speak as a mother who's travelled with their kids and homeschooled them, but also as a teacher who's taught in five countries around the world. Um, so the, the children, they get such an incredible learning experience from their travel experiences. They learn so much. The way I do it, I guess uh, it's a combination of uh, homeschooling, road schooling, world schooling. I guess I just can't keep up with all the terminology. But I'll spend maybe an hour a day um, doing kind of sit down focus skill based work. I think that's really important because it's essential that they can read uh, well and it's essential that they have those basic math skills in place. Uh, same with writing and spelling. So I focus on that. I think that structured teaching is essential for them. It also teaches them a little bit about uh, discipline and work. But that's only about an hour a day and the rest is just from what we learned from our life experiences. Yes, I did used to be a teacher, so I know how to sort of engage my kids within an experience to 
connect them to it and, and make sure that they're actually learning and getting something from that. But I think, you know, you don't have to have teaching experience to be able to do that at all. And then we did like things at the moment, my daughter's, because we're settled in uh, Raleigh, just preparing to go on our next trip where we're traveling for about a month or so. And so my girls, um, they have a passion for acting and drama. I've put them in one week camp here and they're going to acting camp for the week. So there's different things you can do like that as well. Yeah, that's definitely good, uh, you know, when you're traveling to put them in classes, like what are the, whatever their passions are, like gymnastics or yeah. acting or piano or music or playtime. Yeah. And also that's good for you as parents because they get to uh, uh, do what they need to do and hang out with other kids. And you need, you need to have obviously the romantic time with your husband or partner and uh, the quiet time for just yourself. Yes, absolutely. It's fantastic. And uh, I just really recommend for parents to look out for those kind of things. Because there are some things that you're not, like I'm not good at teaching music or art, craft or drama. That's just not me. So instead of like making it boring for them and me, I just go and find a class and put them somewhere where they're actually going to have fun and learn. Sounds great. Uh, so, you know, one of the big objections, obviously, for people not traveling nomadically or long term is the whole money question. Uh -huh. um, it is uh, an objection, but it also is an excuse to some degree, because if you really wanted to, you could figure it out. Uh, so uh, you obviously have figured it out. So, so tell us a little bit about how you've handled the whole money side of your travels. Sure. And I, I think you're absolutely right. Sometimes it can be an excuse or just a us not having our priorities in the right order, not understanding our value system. I have a um, program which I spoke about before, 30 Days to Money Mindfulness, where we really evaluate our values and, and look at how we're creating a life that's out of sync with that or in alignment with that. And if you really have an intense desire to travel, which is what I've had since I was 19, you will find a way. Now, I didn't have rich parents, I didn't have trust fund or anything like that. I went on my first um, trip overseas. I didn't have much money at all. I traveled to Indonesia, which was really cheap travel, backpacking, you know, staying one night, one dollar a night accommodation. Sure, it was rough, but it was something that I really wanted. It was my priority. So I was happy enough to sleep in rough accommodation if it meant that I could have those travel experiences. And then I followed that working holiday strategy, which is what I recommend to so many people. You don't have to save as much money. You go and live in expensive countries like the UK, you earn the local currency, and then you explore that region. And in between working in those countries, I, I would save up my money. I would then travel in the less expensive countries, like we backpacked across Africa for five months. Um, didn't spend a lot of money because it was really cheap travel. Um, so I think it's a matter of prioritizing. And then once you do, you, you actually find ways where you can travel cheaply, where you can earn money as you're traveling to make it work for you and your family. And then of course, there's so many travel hacking tips and things that you can do as well. So uh, tell us about some of your major income streams to help fund your travels, uh, you know, in the past, but also currently right now. Sure. So in the past, it was my teaching. I also did a bit of work um, 
bar work, uh, that kind of hospitality stuff. And now online, it's um, as a result or through the blog or because of the blog. Um, so on, on our site, we have advertising. We work with uh, marketing campaigns with tourism boards or brands. We might do sponsored content, ambassador type stuff with brands as well. Uh, we do affiliate um, marketing. So we have affiliate partnerships set up with different things like booking.com. So if people book through our site, we get a small commission. Uh, we might do some freelance writing uh, for other sites as well. Um, that's, and we have our own products that we sell too. That's pretty much the, the main income streams. Yeah, it's definitely a multiple streams of income approach. And I think uh, most uh, most nomads that I've been talking to, uh, I've interviewed over 200 right now on the podcast. Wow. And uh, yeah, almost all of them have actually uh, told me the whole multiple streams of income approach. Uh, most of them have like a primary or a secondary or tertiary, but usually it's like four or five or seven or eight different income streams. And sometimes it's not major. It's not like thousands and thousands of dollars per income stream. Sometimes it's like two or 300 per income stream. And if you mm -hmm. add up all those, soon you're at like two or 3,000. And that's all you need to travel in a lot of the places around the world. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing I recommend for someone to, to really, um, you know, look at like, I could go and say, I have a burning desire to go to Asia. Okay, well, what's the cost of living or travel there? What do I have to make each month? And when you do those figures, you're like, well, I could make like two, $3,000 a month and live really, really well and get to have that travel as well. Um, so it, it definitely can be done. And as you said, just a little bit in each part adds up to be quite a lot. Yeah, de definitely, definitely agree there. And uh, especially if you're making like US dollars, uh, especially us as nomads who are working online, we're making US dollars and then we're traveling to places like Southeast Asia or uh, Central South America where I am. And here I'm spending Colombian pesos and my US dollars is worth like, uh, you know, like one US dollar is like 3,000 Colombian pesos. And, uh, you know, uh, the cost of living is so cheap here. And uh, one of the reasons a lot of digital nomads come here to Medellin is because of the super amazing climate uh, it's like springtime weather the whole year but also because of the super um low cost of living like we're in a condo here we're only spending about a hundred us a week for the condo wow. uh, foods maybe five uh, to ten us dollars a meal for a really good meal you know like uh with the uh, food and drinks and then uh, taxis like you know from one end of the city are like three or four us so super super low cost of living which can really extend your travels and one of the things i found is uh instead of hopping around from country to country which obviously adds up in terms of the flights the buses uh the transport back and forth if you're more based in the city and then travel uh you can actually um extend your travels longer Absolutely, and I think you and I have probably learned that based upon our working holiday experiences, that we learned that that staying in one destination and having that rich travel experience and using that as your base to go everywhere, um, that's when you learn, wow, this is such a better way to travel, better for so many reasons, and, and price is obviously one of those as well. Yeah, yeah, and uh, definitely we've kind of like uh, hopped around between the different types of travel. Sometimes you're kind of fast travel and you're going to a lot of places. Sometimes you're slow travel and then sometimes you're in a home base and then you're traveling the area. And I know with you, uh, you've actually relocated uh, mm -hmm. to the U.S. Uh, you mentioned Raleigh, uh, Raleigh uh, North, mm -hmm. North Carolina. Uh, so I'm curious to know uh, why uh, did you actually move to the U.S., uh, if you want to call it move to the U.S., and also mm -hmm. why uh, did you choose that particular part of the U.S.? Um, out of all the 50 states, why uh, did you choose to stay there? Yeah, so many people ask that, why Raleigh? <laughs> like, it's a strange choice. Well, um, 
Back in 2004, we moved over uh, here to the US. I was teaching at the time and was hired um, on a program that recruited teachers around the world to give children exposure to different cultures. And I just happened to be placed here in Raleigh. Um, I had never heard of it before and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm gonna like this place. And strangely enough, we just fell in love with it. We just felt really connected here, like this was the place for us. Um, that was in 2004 and we've been working hard ever since to actually get back here and be here more permanently. So because of the, the blog, we were able to get a three year business visa to come back to the US and travel. And our intention was when we got that, we came back over in March, we started in Hawaii, we came uh, here and then we did some uh, travel in Tennessee and we were gonna just be uh, traveling full time. But we soon learned that we got really exhausted. Um, we, we had just too much to manage with the homeschooling, um, you know, the business and then travel, obviously, when you're traveling full time, it takes a lot of work because you're planning where to go next, you're researching, you're booking. It was too much for us to cope with. So we said, why don't we rent an apartment in Raleigh? Because when you're traveling full time and you're working online, you have to find time to stop and work. So we were going to rent Airbnbs and we researched and we're like, this is going to be really expensive for us to do this. And I don't want to be spending that much renting an Airbnb if I'm just renting it for the sole purpose of working. So it worked out better for us to rent an apartment in Raleigh, use this as a base and come in and out on road trips until next year when we'll get some kind of RV. So we'll have a mobile home, which will make things a lot easier. So uh, you're going to be in the U.S. for three years. So what are your plans? You mentioned the RV. Are you planning to pretty much hit every state uh, with the exception yep. of maybe Alaska or Hawaii? Uh, but what's your plans in terms of the travel across the U.S.? Yes, we definitely want to do all 50 states. We've done Hawaii now. We did that on the way over from Australia. So that's been checked off. We will get to Alaska. That'll be a fly-in one. Um, but yeah, we do really want to get to um, all 50 states and at least every state create some kind of story, discover some kind of hidden secret to be able to share. Um, we've got the next three years to do that. So there's no rush. And as we spoke about, it's about traveling deeply and, and having that more enriching ex experience by traveling slow and immersing yourself in the culture. So that's what we want to do for the, the next three years. And look, being here in the Northern Hemisphere for us is really amazing because in Australia, we are so far from everything. And we kind of felt like we had done all, we had told all the stories about Australia and we really wanted to do the Northern Hemisphere. So now that we're here in the US, we can easily fly over to Europe uh, if we want to as well. We're so much closer to the rest of the world. And, uh, you know, I'm going to ask you this question too, but what, Post-US, uh, you know, this is always the, the hardest question for no man because you never plan that far into the future. But uh, uh -huh. what in three years, five years, ten years and beyond in terms of your family, in terms of your business, in terms of your travels? Sure. Um, the travel will definitely change. Um, we do want to get a green card for the US if we can. So we do really see the US being our home base. Um, but our eldest is now, she's almost 10. Um, and so we know that it's going to be almost time for us to settle down for her. It's going to be really important, I think, for her in terms of friendships, moving into middle and high school. Um, I, I, I just don't think that I'm capable enough to take on that role of teaching her doing the homeschooling. So we will settle down, I'd say, in about one or two years. 
put the kids in school, but the travel won't stop. We will continue to travel when we can. Um, and the great thing about the US uh, school systems, good and bad, but for us, is that they get nearly three months off over the summer. So that means we can have some really great adventures still as a family. Awesome. Uh, you know, you've been super inspiring to uh, literally um, hundreds, if not thousands of families around the world. Um, so there might be someone who's watching now, might be a mom, might be a dad, it might be just a person who wants to travel more and they don't know where to start. And you've obviously been doing it for decades now. Uh, what tips of advice would you give to that person who's watching now, who's listening now, besides the just do it Nike slogan? Yes. <laughs> just do it. it is, yeah, you say that people like, but do what but how <laughs> everyone knows they want to do it but they don't want to they don't know how um i think really is uh, really get very clear on what is it you want to get out of the travel experience because a lot of people get stuck and they go oh i want to go to this beautiful gorgeous tropical destination and they dream about that and then they go to go there and then they start seeing all the reasons why they can't. It's too expensive, it's too far, I don't have enough time off work. So then they do nothing. So I would suggest, what do you want to get out of the travel experience? And to start, look how you can get that locally. You might be able to go away for a weekend somewhere or for, you know, four days locally. So then you start to see how the travel experience works. You can do the short planning. Uh, the kids won't be too, like, thrown into the chaos too much because it is going to be close to home. So it's just a nice, safe, comfortable way to do it. You work out how the family works together as a dynamic, how they manage the travel experience, and then you just kind of replicate that by going a little bit further out, a little bit further out. And then I, I think that's just a nice, gentle approach. And a lot of people ignore what they can actually do locally. It's much cheaper as well. Um, they think to have a great travel experience, they have to jump on a plane and fly 10 hours away, but not necessarily. You can do it close to home and still get that thing you want out of that travel experience. Awesome, some great tips, uh, Caroline. Um, so to end off here, uh, you have a whole bunch of different products and services you can offer uh, people who are maybe wanting to take that leap of faith uh, you mentioned the whole money mindset thing. It all starts here yeah. in terms of uh, travels, but also in terms of the money and the financing of the travels, uh, but also about travel blogging and all. Uh, walk us through all the different products you offer people. Sure. So um, my money mindfulness course, 30 days to money mindfulness.com. Uh, so that's an online program to help people um, get clear about their relationship with money and how to improve it and create the life they'd want. Um, if you're interested in family travel, I have a free family travel planning toolkit um, to help families sit down together and create those travel experiences that they really want to have together. Um, and for digital nomads, I have an email series, um, uh, the four top mistakes that bloggers make and they were the top four that we made and um, so I share what they are and how to overcome them so you get it right from the start. Awesome. I, well, thanks so much for your time today in the midst of your busyness and parenting and blogging and business. Uh, it was great to connect with you. I love connecting with fellow nomadic families. Yes. Uh, thank you for all the today and I definitely look forward to connecting maybe in real, or in real life someday as well. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Thanks so much for having me, Ricky. And I think the leaf blower's just um, started outside, so I hope it hasn't been too noisy for everybody. <laughs>
No, no, I haven't. I think because of your earphones and because of, uh, um, you, you know, the speaker, I think uh, it was fine. I didn't even actually notice until you mentioned it. So <laughs> it was perfect. Wonderful. The life of a nomad. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Usually, you know, there'd be kids jumping around in us <laughs> and then uh, there'd be distractions and all that. But uh, I'm glad we made it made it through without any major distractions. Yeah. And also Wi-Fi, you know, that's obviously another. I know. Yeah, we made, it, well. we made it. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thank you, everyone. Uh, thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode with Caroline. Uh, make sure you check out her blog. It's called whytravelblog.com, and uh, also all those resources you mentioned. I'll actually have the links below so you can actually click through. Uh, you don't need to Google it. Uh, you can actually click through. If you're watching this on YouTube, they'll be right in the YouTube description. And if you're listening on iTunes, they'll be right on the show notes. Uh, so thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery with a fellow family travel blogger, a fellow family digital nomad, and a you know, fellow mom. Uh, fellow parent. Uh, so thanks everyone for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Thank you.